And we're going to get into our subject this morning. We're going to continue. We've been teaching on the principal fundamentals of the doctrine of Christ found in Hebrews, the sixth chapter. And the last topic in the principles is eternal judgment. We've been on the resurrection of the dead and showing that the resurrection of the dead constitutes showing what a resurrection is, first of all, and then showing that there has been a resurrection. The resurrection of the dead is in two resurrections. The first resurrection is what Jesus taught. These are things that Jesus taught. He taught the first resurrection. He said, I am the first and the last. He was the first resurrection and he is the last resurrection. The first resurrection was brought about his first coming. The second resurrection is going to be brought about by his second coming. These are things that Jesus taught. He didn't teach anything different. And that's what we've got to be founded on are the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. Things that Jesus taught. Yeah, he taught that he was the resurrection. He was the first resurrection. And there were many bodies of the saints which slept, arose, and came out of their graves after his resurrection, which was the first resurrection. And we know that there was not going to be any other type of resurrection or resurrection until the resurrection of the last day. And you can find that what Jesus taught in St. John, the sixth chapter. There's several places in there about the church getting up at the last day, not a thousand years before the last day, but the last day. That's what Jesus taught. That might raise a lot of questions in your mind. There's been a lot of different doctrinal teachings, the things that are right against and contrary to what Jesus taught. And I don't want to be founded on those. I want to be founded on his word. And folks, the, the next subject that we're teaching on in Hebrews, the sixth chapter is eternal judgment. The last few weeks has been on the resurrection of the dead. This week is eternal judgment. When Jesus comes back, that's when we'll get eternal judgment. It's not a thousand years before the last day either. It's going to be the last day at Jesus' coming when he comes. We're going to get into this and show you what's going to happen when Jesus comes. And this is under the topic of eternal judgment. And it's important. Some people think, well, what's so important about knowing about eternal judgment? Folks, that's what Jesus put in this word. That's what Hebrews, the sixth chapter and the first verse. These are his fundamental principles. We have to know these before we can go on to perfection. See, we have to know his fundamental basics before our building can be built right. We can't go on to perfection. Folks, if we teach any other doctrines... Besides what Jesus taught, the house won't be built right. The foundations that are laid, the doctrines that we form our house on, our lives around, is the doctrine of Christ. That's why I said in the last program that you've got to know his fundamental principles before you get into the book of Revelations and start figuring out what Revelations is talking about. You've got to be first founded on these fundamental principles because if you don't have these principles, folks, you can be led any direction and every direction that could ever possibly be thought of. And I'm telling you, it's just not right. Uh, the Word of God is very, very detailed, and I want to stay with that, don't you? And, folks, the last topic here in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and the first and second verses is eternal judgment. Again, it's eternal judgment. 
And eternal judgment is when we get our reward, folks, is when we get eternal life. Eternal judgment is the day of judgment. And that day is only going to be brought about by Jesus's second return, his second coming. And some folks teach that when Jesus comes, that he's going to take the church away. That's when they'll receive their reward. And then the wicked's going to be judged at a later period of time. And folks, that's not what my Bible teaches. My Bible teaches that judgment day is coming to the saint and the sinner the same day, the same day. And again, that's why this topic of eternal judgment is in the Bible. That's why it's one of his fundamental principles. This is what Jesus taught, things that he taught. Well, what did he teach? First of all, let's get into his, how many times he's coming back. Folks, my Bible teaches he's only going to come back one more time. When he, he's already came the first time, but he's only coming back one more time. He's only coming again, just one more time. Turn with me to St. John, the 14th chapter and the first verse, Jesus saying, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Now listen to this. And if I go, this is when he was here. He was talking to his disciples. He was here, his first coming. And he was talking to his disciples. And if I go and prepare a place for you, where was he at? He was on the earth. I will come again. He's returning to the earth again. I will come again, he says, and receive you unto myself that where I am, he's going to come to the earth, that where I am, there ye may be also. He was on the earth when he said this, folks, and he said he would come again. He didn't say again and again and again and again. He said he would come again one more time. He was coming to the earth again. Now turn with me to Hebrews, the ninth chapter and the 28th verse. This bears us out. This is where we're going to take our text from, folks. This is where we're going to be coming back to. Hebrews, the ninth chapter and the 28th verse. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. When was that, folks? That was at his first coming. That's when he was offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him... Shall he appear the second time? It didn't say the third or fourth or fifth or sixth time. It said for them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Now you notice he's going to appear to them the second time. When he appears, when he appears, his coming, he's coming the second time without sin Unto salvation. No, he's not coming to bear our sins again, folks. He did it the first time. We have to be without sin. We have to be looking for him when he appears the second time. And folks, that looking for him means we're living right. We're looking for his return. We're expecting him to come again. I know that he's coming again. That's that's the reason why I'm living right. I'm watching for him. I'm waiting for him. One of the biggest misconceptions in the word of God is 
The Lord's coming as a thief in the night. You know, he might be coming as a thief in the night on the wicked, but the ones that are watching for him, we're not going to be overcome as a thief in the night. Folks, if you're up watching for a thief, if you're watching and waiting, you're ready for him. And that hour won't overcome you as a thief. You're waiting, you're watching. But folks, if you're not watching, that hour is going to overcome you as a thief in the night. Now, folks, first of all, Jesus is not a thief. A thief is a sinner. He was crucified between two thieves. We know Jesus wasn't a thief. And why would Jesus have to steal something that belongs to him? People think that he's coming back to steal the church and we're going to be caught off in a great, grand, and glorious rapture. And first of all, folks, I want you to understand. I want, I want you to take time and search this Bible. If you've got a concordance, you punch in the word rapture. It's not in your Bible. It's not in your Bible. I don't want to be built upon a doctrine that you can't even find in the Bible. Jesus never taught that. We'll get into that at some future time. But right now we're staying on, we're watching and waiting on Jesus. He's not a thief. He doesn't have to come and steal the church. Now, folks, he purchased us with his blood. Now, if I go down here and purchase something, purchase something, it belongs to me. If I go down here and purchase a car down here at the car dealership, that car belongs to me. I don't have to go slipping back in the middle of the night and get that car. No, I can go and get that car anytime I want because I purchased it. Well, we've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's what 1 Peter, the first chapter of the 18th verse says, For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus, yeah, we've been purchased. We've been purchased, been redeemed. That's bought. That's to be bought, redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus. We belong to Jesus. Now, if we belong to Jesus, why would he have to come back and secretly steal the church? That doesn't make any sense, does it? No, he's not slipping back in, folks. No, he's not slipping back in. He's the only one that he's going to come in unaware as a thief to is the one that's not watching. Turn with me to Revelation, the third chapter. And the third verse, Jesus talking here, the third verse, remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Listen now, if therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee, the ones that are not watching, I will come on thee as a thief in the night and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. He's coming upon the man as a thief in the night to the ones that are not watching. But we're watching the ones that are saints. We're ready. We're looking for his appearing. And that hour will not overcome us as a thief in the night because we're watching. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. We'll start at the first verse. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, I have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now watch this. For when they shall say peace and safety, 
Oh, they're not looking for him. They're trying to find peace in their own selves. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them. The day of the Lord that comes upon them. You notice he's not just coming to the righteous folks. He's coming to deal destruction. And believe me, when he destroys them, they're going to know it. He's not coming back secretly. He's coming back to us who are watching to bring us our reward, eternal life. But if we're not watching, that day is going to take us unaware. But to those that are looking for him, it's not going to take us in unawares. Now watch this, the third verse. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction, sudden destruction come upon them. You notice he's dealing destruction too to the wicked, but he's saving the righteous. Let's read it again. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye brethren, now listen to this. We, we see what's going to happen to the ones that aren't watching. It's going to be destruction. But ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. He's not coming to us as a thief in the night. He's coming to the ones that aren't watching for him, folks. It's not going to overcome us as a thief in the night because we're watching. We're waiting for him. We're prepared. We're living right. Now, they're saying he's coming like a thief just to take the church away, and the poor sinner man won't know anything about it, folks. He's coming in a secret rapture, and he's just going to come and steal the church away, and that poor old sinner fellow won't know nothing about it, folks. He just, it's, we're just going to be stolen right out in the midst of him. But folks, I want you to notice this. It said that ye yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night, his coming, but he's coming back to the saint and the sinner. So when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. He's coming to destroy the wicked and give the righteous their reward. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. Why? We're looking for him. We're watching. We're waiting that that day should not overtake you as a thief. He's not coming to us as a thief in the night because we're watching. I know you can see that. But folks, they teach that he's coming to steal the church away in this secret rapture, and the the wicked's not going to know anything about it. I'm going to give you one verse, one verse, and this is from Jesus Christ himself, that'll totally destroy that. It's not in secret. Now, folks, turn with me to Matthew, the 24th chapter. We're going to start. We're going to read a few, few verses here. Uh, the 24th chapter and the 23rd verse, Jesus himself saying, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. Is that what Jesus said? Now, the 24th verse, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets. This is what Jesus is warning us of. And shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. That's the reason why he's writing to us, folks. He said, Behold, I have told you before. Therefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert. And there's some of them saying this, folks. Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. 
He's going to come here in secret and rapture the church off in secret. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Jesus said, believe it not, folks. They're saying that he's coming here in secret and only, only the righteous are going to know. Only the righteous are going to know because that poor sinner fellow is going to be left here behind. He don't know what in the world's going to happen. But let me show you what Jesus said in the next verse. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming, the coming of the Son of Man be. That's what Jesus' words is. Now let me ask you a question. When you see the lightning flash, is it just the saints see it? Or is it the saints and the sinner both sees it? Folks, everybody's going to see it. That's what Jesus is saying here. Don't let anybody deceive you. He's not coming here in secret and just carrying the church off. When he comes back, he's coming back to deal eternal judgment to the righteous and to the sinner the same day, the same time he comes back. He's not coming slipping. No. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Do you remember what we just read in Matthew? As lightning shineth out of the east, even unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Everybody's going to see it. Everybody sees the lightning. Everybody's going to see Jesus too. He's not slipping. 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter said, For the Lord himself shall descend his coming. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. That's not slipping, folks. He's coming with a shout. You're going to know it. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, folks. That trumpet's going to sound, and that's not slipping and sneaking, folks. What's the matter with people? Folks, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a sight to, for someone to teach something like that, that his secret return. And that's what Jesus himself, just exactly what he said to watch out for. His coming, when he comes back, he said it's going to be as the lightning that shines out of the east, even unto the west. He's coming back to give eternal judgment, destruction to the wicked, and to the righteous their heavenly reward. That same day, that very same day, that's what Jesus is saying in St. John, the fifth chapter, starting at the 26th verse. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given the Son to have life in himself. Listen to this now. And hath given him authority to execute judgment also. What are we talking about? Eternal judgment. Because he is the Son of Man. Now listen to what he says. Marvel not at this. For the hour is coming in the which all, the, all folks, saint and sinner, it don't make any difference on this day. All that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good, that's the saints. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. He's coming to deal destruction to the wicked and give eternal life to the righteous folks at the same day. He's not coming back sneaking in and slipping the church off. And they're getting their reward at a different time than what the wicked is. That reward is coming that same day. Turn with me to Revelation, the 22nd chapter. 
It bears the same thing out. Jesus himself talking again. Revelations 22 and 12. And behold, I come quickly. What are you coming for, Jesus? Behold, I come quickly. And my reward, that eternal judgment, that eternal reward. And my reward is with me. When he comes, his reward is with him. To give to every man according as his work shall be, folks. Every man's going to be judged according to the deeds that they've done in their body. And that's the same thing that St. John said. Those that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation, those that have done good unto the resurrection of life. Now, folks, these are things that Jesus taught again. He didn't teach anything else. He didn't teach anything else. You can't show me in this Bible where Jesus taught anything else different than when he comes, his second coming, When he comes, he's coming to deal destruction to the wicked, and he's coming, folks, to give the righteous their reward. And again, he's not slipping, folks. Everybody's going to see him. Turn with me to Revelation, the first chapter, the seventh verse. Behold, he cometh, he cometh with clouds, folks, and every eye, not just the righteous. This Bible said every eye shall see him. They also which pierced him, the man that pierced him, all and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. They're going to wail, folks. They're going to get their destruction, all kindreds of the earth. Every eye is going to see him. He's coming to deal destruction to the wicked, yeah, and give life, yes, to the good, to the saints. Turn with me now to Jude. There's only one chapter in Jude, the 14th verse. He said in Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these saying, behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. What are you coming for, Jesus? To execute judgment upon all. What are we preaching on? Eternal judgment. To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them. Of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Folks, he's coming back to deal judgment to the wicked and give the righteous the reward. That's what this Bible's full of. It's what it teaches. Turn with me to Second Thessalonians, the first chapter, and show you when he comes back, he's going to give the righteous their reward and deal destruction to the wicked. Listen to this now. Paul's reading to the Thessalonians, Thessalonians first chapter and the seventh verse. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed, not sneaking, he's going to be revealed. Every eye is going to see him. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. When's this going to happen? When he's revealed at his coming. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? When is it going to happen now? The same time the saints are going to get their reward. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints, they're going to get their reward the same time. Well, you might ask, well, what about the rapture of the church? What about the thousand-year millennial reign? 
You stay tuned to this radio program. You follow this program the next few weeks. We'll take up these subjects and we'll prove to you by the Bible and show you what Jesus said about each one of these subjects. It's not what I think about it, folks. It's what that word of God teaches. Folks, I promise you by the help of God, we'll go through these subjects. And through a prayerful heart and wanting to know the truth, folks, God will show us these things. Yeah, pray for us. Come and see us.